I was talking to a pastor this afternoon, and I told him, I said, the sad truth is we just don't really hear enough preaching about God's mercy. We really don't. We need to hear more about God's mercy. He's a merciful God. He's a merciful God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. In fact, I, I was talking to Brother Daniel Stevens today, and he was relaying to me a story. Uh, many of you know Brother Ivan Dowd. And uh, so Brother Dowd was actually, if I understand correctly, was out of town this past weekend, but uh, they had a, had a visitor show up in service. Sunday and said, man, they didn't hardly get the service started. He was crying, praying, and they gathered around and started praying with him, for him, and he wept and repented, and Brother Stephen said he, he told him, said, I want to be baptized right now, and they took him and they baptized him in Jesus' name. He came up out of the water speaking in tongues said he was rejoicing all service long and the next morning they found him dead don't know yet what happened heart attack or something but but brother golf it's just a picture of the mercy of god i'm telling you we we, we really need to understand how bad god wants to see people saved I'm telling you, sometimes, especially, especially in the conservative apostolic movement, sometimes we develop a picture of God as, as one that's just looking for the opportunity to just zap us and send us to hell. And, and uh, uh, you know, that he just, every little trip up, every little, every time we falter, every time we stub our toe, God says, that's it. You're just going to hell. Just, just give up. And I'm telling you, that's not the way it is. That's not the God that we serve. Uh, doesn't mean He just turns a blind eye to willful sin. Doesn't mean that, that we don't have to live right and do right. It's not at all what I'm talking about. But I'm just telling you, God desperately wants to see us saved. He is not willing that any should perish. He's not willing that any should perish. And I'm telling you, he, he's already gone the distance. He's already shown how much he's willing to do to see you saved. And, and, and listen, listen. And, and I, I really intend to teach here tonight. I got carried away last Tuesday night. I, I intend to teach tonight. But, but, but listen to me. We, we need to understand. I those of you, in spite of what was preached Sunday night, you still struggle. You still carry this guilt and this cloud um, of, of the weight of your past on you. Let me tell you something. If there's ever been a time, if there's ever been a time that you've come to church and the preacher has preached directly to you, do you know what's going on in that moment? Do you really understand what's going on in that moment? Sometimes they go, oh, so he's just mad at us. Or he's... No, no, no. You, you got to understand. Here's what God looks down and says, I really want you saved. So I'm just going to interrupt everything tonight. And I'm going to focus on you for a few minutes. And I'm, I'm going to help to correct what's going on in your life. That's not a sign of God's anger. It's not a sign of God's hatred. It's a sign of his absolute love for you. I heard a man one night talk about what all's involved with NASA when they send a, uh, a rocket to the moon. When they've made those trips, what all was involved at Mission Control in Houston. And, and uh, he said, you just really don't understand how much it takes. We just think about the countdown and and, and the thing taken off and we think, you know, it's just aimed right at the moon and it's just going to 
It's just a straight shot from here to there. It just doesn't work that way. There are all kinds of things that, that are pulling on that rocket. There's, there's all kinds of obstacles it's got to overcome. And, and the gravitational pull that's constantly getting it off course. And, and you understand that just a fraction of a millimeter off course down here could make it miss the moon by millions of miles by the time you get there. And, and so he, he, he was explaining that the whole time that thing's traveling, they're watching all the gauges and all the meters. And they say, we've got to correct this. And we've got to turn it back this way. And got to change it this way. And we've got we to watch out for that. And the whole time it's traveling, they're there. They're looking. They're making corrections. Trying to get it to the final destination. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what goes on in the life of a child of God. It's God help me tonight. But we, we get this idea and this attitude that that you know I I prayed through it at an altar and now I gotta get to heaven, and so it's just kind of on on my own now. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get there. And 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 uh, it, it it doesn't work like that. God is constantly monitoring your spiritual level. He's constantly looking. He's constantly, oh, wait, 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 they're, they're off. And, and you say, well, I wasn't off that much. I know, but not that much now. Can, can have you way off before very long. And so God is just working. He's working. He's working. And one day... One day you pick up your Bible and you read some scriptures. Say, oh my God, I've got to, I, I, I need to make a change here. Says, why did that happen? Why? I'll tell you why. God was reading the gauges of your life. And, and he said, nah, we need to make a little correction here. One day you get up and you pray and all of a sudden you feel something and, and, and you can't really figure out what's going on and, and you think, man, I, I need to do something about this and maybe I need to do some fasting or I need to, and, and, and you say, why, why did that? I'll tell you why God is looking at the gauges and he sees you're off just enough. And so he's going to do something. His spirit, his word, the preacher, a brother, a sister, Listen, God cares enough. You can believe this or not, but God cares enough. Sometimes you, you can just be listening to, listening to the radio and all of a sudden the right song comes on. It, it, it says, oh, oh, I need to do something. I, you know, you feel that conviction. You feel that drawing. You feel, I'm telling you, God cares that much for you. He cares that much for you. God wants you to be saved. Now, if you, again, don't misunderstand me. If you're just determined to go the wrong way, he's not going to stop you. But, but, but if, you, if you walk in the Spirit, the Bible says that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh if you're walking in the Spirit. Doesn't mean the lusts are not going to be there. Doesn't mean the wrong ideas and wrong attitudes are not going to come. They will come. But if you'll just walk in the Spirit, if you'll just do what you know to do, just pray, Read your Bible. Be faithful to church. Just do the things. I'm telling you, God will constantly make corrections. And you ought to thank God every time He does. All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I've, got a, I've got a friend. He's uh, been a friend since I was a young man. I've mentioned to you it was an amazing story God saved him after probably 30 plus years of being backslid God brought him back but, but in those days when he was he was first walking away from God I remember trying to get him to come to church one night and he said I'm not coming I said why? he said well he said I've been in too many services where a prophecy went forth or a message was preached and said this is your last chance he said, I, I feel like as long as I don't go, I won't ever have to hear that message. And so I can just wait until I'm ready. I said, no, no, no. You, you missed the, the whole concept here. Because, see, if it's your last chance, 
God's going to declare that whether you're there or not. But if you'll go, you at least will get to hear the warning. God's not going to postpone it until you decide to come back. If it's your last chance, He's going to tell you it's your last chance. And you may not be there to hear the message, but He's still going to say it. And uh, so the best thing you can do is just be there. Just, just be there. And then you know, hey, I better correct this. I, I, listen, I, I don't want to get off into all that. But I'm just telling you, church, we really do need, as, as Brother Hilton said Sunday night, we, we really do need a revelation of the mercy and the grace of God and understanding just how much He wants you to be saved. If you want to be saved, He's going to do everything to help you be saved. But you've got to want to bad enough. If you don't want it, God will be the perfect gentleman. God is not going to grab you by the scruff of the neck and throw you into an altar. If you're determined to walk out of the church and do what you want to do and live in sin God's not going to block your path He'll let you do it but but when you've got a real desire that you want to do what's right doesn't mean you're perfect it doesn't mean that you've got it all together but you're, you really have a desire to please God I just want to tell somebody tonight if that's your desire God will do everything to help you accomplish that desire. I wish I could get this through to somebody tonight. I'm feeling this so strong in my spirit right now. I, I wish I could convince somebody of this tonight. It's up to you. It's up to you. If you will try. The Bible says if you'll draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. Oh, Lord, help me tonight. I want to get into this lesson. I, 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 we, we've got to understand just what that means. Now, 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 look, if you'll draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to you. So that means if you're, if you're determined to walk away from God, then, then God's not going to go chase you down. That's why we see... With the prodigal son, he didn't go chase the prodigal son down. He didn't. Now, the sheep, the sheep, you know, that sheep got lost. It, it wasn't an intentional thing. It just got lost. And, and, and it, you know, I don't know, confusion, maybe some other sheep led it astray. Uh, I don't know what happened, but somehow maybe it just got occupied and didn't see the rest of the flock move on. I don't know. But somehow it got lost. It got separated and the shepherd went looking. The coin, of course, as a coin, has no knowledge of whether it's lost or found. So the woman had to sweep the house and find it. But with the prodigal, he knew full well what he was doing. And so the father just waited on him to come back. And, and, and I'm telling you that if, if, you, if you are not if you're not interested in living for God, God's not going to make you do it. But if you want to, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be flawless. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Because if that was the case, I wouldn't be here tonight. What you've got to have is a desire to serve Him. Have a love for Him. And just do what you know to do to draw nigh. Well, praise God. I, Jesus, help me. I really want to, I really want to teach this lesson tonight. Um, I, I've, I've got some things that I've been wanting to, to teach some
things I've been wanting to address, been feeling, and yet there is hanging over me this, this last series I taught before COVID hit, and we were one lesson short of finishing the series. And to me, those of you that have heard me teach on music, you, you've heard when I've had my wife come to the piano and just hit that, that chord that needs to be resolved. And that, I, I've just had that feeling in my spirit ever since we left that off, that there's this one note that's still got to be played. And I can't get beyond that until this is resolved. And so uh, I, I, I really want to finish that series so we can move into some other things that I'm feeling. But I still have to do what I feel like doing right now, and we'll get to it when we can get to it. But I, I just I stepped to this pulpit tonight just feeling so strongly that somebody just really needs to get a revelation of how much God wants you to be saved. He wants you to be saved. God's not looking for the opportunity to cut you off. He's looking for the opportunity to bring you in. That's the God we serve. He is a holy God. He is a righteous God. He is a God of judgment. But He is also love. And He loves you. He loves you. Yes, I mean you. I many, many, many times I, I start praying. If I ever start down that road of God, I don't know why you love me, and I start thinking about his love, it's hard for me to go much further in prayer, and I'm just telling you the truth. It just it just consumes me. I don't know what God saw in me. I don't know what God I don't know why he would reach down to me. I don't know, but he did. And it boggles my mind when I think of the millions, yea, billions of people who have no clue. What we have felt here tonight, they've never felt. Many of them have never felt. And we hadn't been running the aisles, and we hadn't been jumping and shouting and you know, it hasn't been like some services, but, but his presence has been here, is still here. And I'm telling you that there are billions that have never even felt what we felt tonight. And yet, you feel it. Why? Why do you feel it? Because God loved you. Well, my parents brought... No, 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 no. No, no, no. God could have seen to it. You were born into any family anywhere. God could have... I'm telling you, God knows what He's doing. And, and He is the one. He's the reason that you have been able to feel His touch. Because He loves you. And He wants you to be saved. Well, praise God. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be saved. The, the, Bible, the Bible talks about how He commends His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't die for us because we were good. He didn't die for us because we were righteous. He didn't die for us because we were holy. He died for us while we were yet sinners. In spite of everything that he knew we were going to do, he still loved us enough to get his life. Now that's love. That's love. Brother Hilton talked about Judas. And, and listen, listen. 
on the very night of the Lord's betrayal, Jesus took a basin of water and washed the feet of all the disciples. That includes Judas. He, listen, he loves every one of us. I'm talking to you tonight. He loves you. He cares about you. And he wants, he wants to help you. wants to help you to be saved. Let's lift our hands and love him one more time, can we? Let's love him, let's love him, let's love him. Come on, let's reach out to him. Let's reach out to him. I feel his touch here right now. Oh, God. Come on, somebody. Come to a realization. Get a revelation tonight. Reject the lies of the devil that keeps telling you You're not good enough. You're not fit for the kingdom. Get a revelation. Get a revelation. Let God open your eyes and open your heart and open your understanding tonight. Maybe I'm talking to somebody that's listening online right now. Let me tell you right where you're at. Right there in your home or in your car. If you just reach out to God right now. I'm here to tell you he loves you. Oh, I feel this. God loves you right where you're at. He cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. More than anything, he wants you to be saved. I know, I know. I know you're standing, church, I know, but I can't get away from what I'm feeling right now. We may not go much further. We may have an altar call here any minute. I Listen, God wants you to be saved. But here's the situation. Believe it or not, it is a joint effort. It's a joint effort. It really is. So, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't save myself. No, you can't. And God won't save you without your effort. That's why the Apostle Peter said, save yourselves. Save yourselves. Here's what he's saying. Get a desire down on the inside of you that says, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. God, I just want you to know I want to be saved. And if God can see that kind of desire that you want to be saved, He'll lead you along. He's not going to drag you. He's not going to push you. But He will lead you if you'll just show Him you've got the desire. Well, hallelujah. God, God is a God of love and deliverance, and victory, and freedom. (sighs) 
I'm telling you. I said a while ago, I'd, I'd be happy if the Lord would just come, but I, I feel like, Brother Goff, I feel like this is just me. Take it for what it's worth. I feel like God is sick of this world far more than I am. God reached down and wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah for far less than what's going on around here. I'm telling you, Sodom and Gomorrah kept their perversion within the gates of their city as far as I can tell. And here's America now flying the flag of the LGBTQ. RV, whatever. I don't know if you saw this, but this is the most recent. They're, they're flying that flag over every embassy in the world now. Every U.S. embassy in the world is flying that flag. Now, this means in countries where it's illegal. They are now putting it in the face of everybody. You think God's happy with that? No, He's not happy with that. Millions of babies being aborted every year. You think God's happy with that? No, He's not happy with that. So why hadn't God done to America what He did to Sodom and Gomorrah? Why hasn't God done it? Well, this is what I started to say a while ago. As much as I want God to come, as sick as I am of this old world, I just have to believe. It's just me. But I have to believe God still Reaching for another soul. There's still somebody that his mercy wants to reach out to. Are you hearing me? There's still somebody. As I want some folks saved, but I'm telling you, God wants them saved. And I believe that the only thing that's standing between us and, and him calling the church out of here is his own mercy. It's his love. And I know I've talked about bad things coming. I know I've talked about a whole spirit of darkness and I had not changed my mind. But I'm going to tell you, if it comes, it comes for one reason. It comes to drive us to our knees because God wants us to be saved. It comes to teach us to quit relying on ourselves, quit trusting in ourselves and put our confidence and our trust in Him. I feel this tonight. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's the same God he was when Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. He's still the same God. You don't think the wrath of God was kindled when they put that, whatever it was, I got to be careful, focus on the family got taken off of Twitter for calling the assistant whatever position that is, by their birth gender. Yeah, whatever that is, yeah. By their, by their birth gender. And, and now Twitter won't let them tweet anymore because they referred to them by what their birth certificate says. This is the kind of administration we've got in Washington right now. You think God's not angry about all of this? I'm telling you, God's. But I'm going to tell you, there's something that is holding back his anger and holding back his wrath, and that's how much he wants you to be saved. As much as he hates all of that garbage and he hates all of that nonsense, I'm telling you, God wants you to be saved more than he hates all of that. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Saints of God, listen, listen. There, there's, you know, I, I've, I've, be seated, be seated. I, I, I just got to do what I feel tonight. I'm, I, and no apologies, no apologies, no apologies. Hallelujah. I, 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 I was talking to someone, I was talking to someone a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned this and talking about this feeling of 
of, of evil and darkness that, that I feel in my spirit that is settling on us. And, and somebody, somebody asked me, somebody's been in the church for a long time, not, not here in this church. In fact, I don't mind telling you, it was a preacher's wife asked me, can I make it? Will I be able to make it? I want to tell you, you don't have to worry about whether you can make it. What God's looking for is your desire to make it. And if you've got the desire to make it, he's going to help you make it. Well, hallelujah. If you want to make it, God's going to help you make it. He's there. He's there. He's waiting. He's pulling. He's drawing. He's working. Amen. In everything that's going on, God's hand is still at work. It's still at work. It's still at work. And I'm telling you that God, God has, God has postponed. Even, even, even if we're going to go through some time of tribulation. I'm telling you still, it could have happened yesterday. It could have happened six months ago. It could have happened a year ago. But God in His mercy, God in His mercy. Oh, saints, let us get a revelation tonight that His mercy endureth forever. It endureth forever. It endureth forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said this one night when I was preaching, but I feel like saying it again. If the devil's convinced you that you've expended God's mercy, why don't you tell him just wait a few hours, devil, because God's mercy is new every morning. This is the kind of God that we serve. He wants to save you. He wants to have mercy on you. He wants to pull you out of your sin. He wants to deliver you from what you're in right now. That's the God we serve. Not a God that's vindictive and hateful and destructive. That's not God. This God loves you. He loves you. And he's reaching, even in this service. The last two Tuesday nights now, I've stepped to this pulpit fully prepared to teach this lesson. And yet the Holy Ghost, why do you think God's doing what he's doing right now? Why, why do you, th- I'm going to tell you why. Because somebody here is in need of God's mercy. And he wants you to know it's yours if you really want it. It's available if you really want it. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you tonight. Amen. God has interrupted two services now because of you. Because he cares for you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. Look, you don't have to wait till I get done. If God's dealing with your heart, I'm going to tell you these altars are open any moment. Hallelujah. Amen. I know what I'm feeling in my spirit. I know what I'm feeling tonight. And I'm telling you, there's a God of love and compassion and mercy that's waiting to set you free. If you could just see, I said a while ago, I don't know what God saw in me, but it doesn't matter if I ever see it. God saw it nonetheless. And that's the fact with you. Amen. You may never see what God sees in you, but listen, he sees something or you wouldn't be sitting here right now. He sees something or he wouldn't be working on your heart right now. He sees something or he wouldn't be drawing your spirit right now. Well, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you tonight that there is a God who cares deeply, deeply, deeply. He just wants to know that you care enough. He just wants to know that you care enough. 
to put forth the effort. That's all he asks. You put forth the effort. He'll take care of the rest. Peter, if you'll step out of that boat. Look, we can criticize Peter all we want to for the fact that he got his eyes on the storm, got his eyes on the waves and started to sink. But the fact is, somehow he got back in the ship. Somehow he got back up on top of things. And you want to know how he did? Jesus reached down and saved him. That's how. In spite of the fact, here he was, here he was in the middle of a miracle. And he starts doubting God in the middle of a miracle. And yet God didn't write him off. God didn't shove him on under. God didn't tie a rock around his leg and say, you just sink down there. You no good for nothing. No, I'm telling you, he reached down. I know, I know you're struggling with your faith. But I see a desire in you. And I want to pull you out of this situation. Woo, Hallelujah. tonight oh yeah oh Simon oh Simon all that he did all of his problems he meant got there and denied the Lord three times He had left his boat, left his nets. But when the Lord died, he went right back to the same old thing he'd always been doing. In fact, there's just almost a brazenness about him as he got out there on the boat and just stripped himself down. It was like he's saying, forget it. I don't want any part of this. I'm not interested in this. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it all. And yet, the Lord saw him and called for him. Hallelujah. And, and who, who, when they came to shore and Jesus had fish on the fire, who did he carry on a conversation with that day? Who is recorded that he spent time talking to that day? The very one. The very one that doubted in the midst of the miracle. The very one that denied him three times. The very one that had given up on his discipleship and gone back to his fishing ship. Well, that's the one Jesus spent time with. I'm here to tell you, in spite of everything that Simon was doing, God saw something in him. And he said, I'm going to make something of you. I'm going to do something with you. There was something beating in the heart of Simon Peter. It may not have shown on the outside every day, but God was looking at his heart. Somebody listen to this preacher. Somebody hear this preacher right now. I'm telling you, I know you've had your ups and downs. I know you've had your problems, but there's a God that's looking beyond all of that. And even now as you feel the waves coming up, amen, you're just barely, you're just barely above water. I'm telling you there's a nail-scarred hand that's reaching down. There's a nail-scarred hand that's saying, come on, I'm going to pull you out of this. I'm going to get you out of this. You don't have to stay where you are come on let's go back to the ship let's go back to the ship come on come on I'm going to pull you up out of there I know you you feel like you're drowning but you're not going to drown I'm here with you Peter I'm here with you, and I'm not going to let you drown. There's a desire. There's a desire. See, look, the other side of this is, the other side of this is, there wasn't one of those other disciples on board that ship that said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. There wasn't any of the others that even asked for that miracle. There was something in Simon Peter. He was hungry for the miraculous. He was hungry to do something nobody had done. He had a desire to go places others had never gone. And the Lord saw it. And the Lord overlooked his doubt. And the Lord helped him in spite of himself. Woo! 
Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, even tonight his hand is reaching. His hand is reaching down. Amen. His hand is reaching down. It's just up to you whether you want to reach up and get a hold of it or not. Now, Peter had not decided to take the Lord's hand. He would have drowned that day. He would have drowned, but Peter was willing to reach up. He was willing. I know I've doubted, Lord. I know I've got problems, Lord. But please, this is what he said. Lord, save me. Save me. Save me. I'm in trouble again, Lord. I got myself here, but save me. And God didn't swat him away and say, no, this is your problem. This is your, you just go to the depths of this. No, 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 no. When Peter said, save me, the Lord said, I'll be glad to. Reach down and pull him out of that. Reach down and led him back to the boat. Who am I preaching to tonight? Who am I talking to tonight? Amen. I I want you to know God is reaching for you right now. The Spirit of the Lord. Amen. His hand is out. His hand is extended. Amen. I know, I know you're going down, but He wants to lift you up. He wants to do it. He wants to do it all. Let's lift our hands. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. stand tonight. I'm going to try to close. I'm going to try to close. Oh, Jesus. Musicians, would you come? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is here right now. Reach out and touch him. Amen. That's what I'm feeling in my heart right now. He's here. He's here. But he's waiting on you. He's been reaching all service long. He's just waiting on you to reach out now. The next step is yours. The next step is yours. Do you want out of that troubled sea? Do you want out of that drowning situation? Do you want out of that problem that you're in? I'm telling you, he's here right now. If you'll reach out to him. Oh, Jesus. Is there anybody that feels like praying? Is there anybody that feels like coming and crying out? All saints of God, I'm telling you, God's got such, such high things in store for so many of you. Greater things than you can even imagine. God has set His sights so much higher for your lives than what you can even fathom. But he's waiting on you to just cry out, to give him the opportunity to willingly draw nigh, draw nigh, draw nigh. Oh, if you'll draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you.
Jesus.
Right now, help you receive. 
Jesus is me, right? 
Hallelujah. Now listen, we're, we're, we're not done. We're not done. I want to say this. I want to say this, and we might want to just kill the live stream.